请听英语节目。This is Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to the news here on Radio Taiwan International. I'm Leslie Liao, coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. We begin with a look at today's top stories. Taiwan foreign affairs officials are calling on the international community to back Lithuania. A former ambassador is drawing attention for his decision to not return to Taiwan, and disinfections continue after a COVID case visited a market. But first, a look at today's Taiwan COVID-19 numbers. Taiwan recorded one new domestic case of COVID-19 on Wednesday. The patient is a cleaner at Taoyuan International Airport who had already received two COVID-19 vaccine doses. This is the fifth case of COVID-19 this week connected to the airport. The patient had intended to get a COVID test on Wednesday after it was discovered that several co-workers who took the same shuttle bus to and from work had tested positive. However, she developed symptoms of COVID-19 on Monday and got tested on Tuesday instead. The results came back positive on Wednesday. In addition, Taiwan recorded 25 imported cases on Wednesday among recent arrivals from the U.S., France, Canada, Denmark, the U.K., Bolivia, Germany, South Africa, Australia, Panama, Turkey, and Indonesia. There were no deaths from COVID-19 on Wednesday. To date, Taiwan has recorded 17,155 cases of COVID-19 and 850 COVID-related deaths. And now on to our top story. The foreign ministry is calling for free and democratic countries around the world to stand behind Lithuania as it faces pressure from China. Lithuania's ties with China have suffered due to the opening of a Taiwanese representative office in the Lithuanian capital. At issue is the office's name, the Taiwanese representative office in Lithuania. China generally insists that Taiwan's overseas representative offices do not refer explicitly to Taiwan in their names. This is because China sees itself as the only legitimate representative of Taiwan. Lithuania's decision to allow the office to refer to Taiwan in its name has led to both diplomatic and economic retaliation from Beijing. Lithuania's president has even called the decision a mistake. Taiwan's foreign ministry says that in line with diplomatic convention, it will not comment on the Lithuanian president's remark, but it says that Taiwan's support for Lithuania is unchanged. It says that Taiwan and Lithuania will continue to strengthen economic ties, further production links, and work together in areas such as supply chain security. It says that the two sides will also build a supply chain centered on democratic countries and further solidarity with other democratic allies around the world. The foreign ministry says that the U.S., the EU, and NATO members are among the countries that have recently increased their support for Lithuania. It says that countries around the world that value freedom, democracy, and the free market should do the same. In related news, Lithuanian analysts say that the Lithuanian government is unlikely to ask Taiwan's representative office in the country to change its name. On Tuesday, Lithuanian President Gitanas Nauseda said that allowing the office to open with the name explicitly referring to Taiwan had been a mistake. But experts say that Nauseda's remark may have been motivated at least in part by tensions within Lithuania's political world rather than foreign policy concerns. 
China expert Rygirdis Boruta of the Lithuanian think tank Eastern Europe Studies Center says that Nauseda has been in regular conflict with the cabinet since it was formed at the end of 2020. Lithuanian security affairs expert Marius Lorinovicius also says that Nauseda's comments may have been a ploy to raise his approval ratings at a time when ties with China are a sensitive issue. Lorinovicius also says that forcing the office to change its name would not result in any long-term gain from China and would only serve to damage ties with important allies such as the U.S. Both experts conclude that President Nauseda's remark won't result in the office having to change its name. DPP lawmakers are calling for former Ambassador Jaime Wu to account for his actions since abruptly stepping down as Taiwan's envoy to Nicaragua. Wu retired from the Foreign Service in November, shortly before Nicaragua broke off diplomatic relations with Taiwan. He failed to return to Taiwan to give a report on the severing of ties and has since taken Nicaraguan citizenship. Despite his retirement, Wu remains bound by Taiwan's Official Secrets Act, and there are concerns that he could give away confidential information. DPP lawmaker Zhao Tianling says that Wu was free to naturalize as a Nicaraguan citizen. However, he says that the timing so soon after Nicaragua cut ties with Taiwan and Wu's position as someone subject to the State Secrets Act are bound to lead to conjecture about his motives. He said that Wu's case is one of individual freedom versus the interests of the nation. Zhao said that the government cannot force Wu to return, but that he should do so and explain himself, especially given the Nicaraguan government's seizure of Taiwanese assets, such as the former embassy building. Fellow DPP lawmaker Wang Dingyu says that as the head of a foreign mission, Wu should have worked for the benefit of Taiwan's diplomatic interests. Wang has criticized Wu's decision to retire quickly just before Nicaragua cut off ties with Taiwan and his decision to stay in Nicaragua and become a citizen. Wang says these motives are entirely unprofessional, unethical, and dubious from the point of view of Taiwan's national interest. Wang also says that Wu should return to Taiwan to express his loyalty to the nation and his thanks for his diplomatic training. Wang also says that he will respect whatever the government decides to do about Wu's pension. A second round of disinfection is underway at a market in Taoyuan visited by a shopper who later tested positive for COVID-19. On Wednesday morning, the disinfection unit of Taoyuan's Department of Environmental Protection joined Army disinfection personnel in conducting a thorough sweep through Zhongzhen Market and the surrounding 23-kilometer radius. Taoyuan Mayor Zhen Wenchan was on hand to supervise the operation. He urged all who were at the market at the same time as the COVID-19 patient to go get tested. The Chinese Air Force is keeping up the pressure on Taiwan with frequent intrusions into the country's air defense identification zone. The 4th Tactical Fighter Wing, stationed in Jiayi, is currently undergoing a three-day-long drill aimed at improving its combat readiness. Pilots scramble to get to their jets and lift off within six minutes of the alarm bell going off. A three-day Spring Festival combat readiness exercise started on Wednesday. The F-16V pilots are practicing quick takeoffs for a reason. On Tuesday alone, the Chinese Air Force sent five sorties into the southwestern part of Taiwan's air defense identification zone. Yan Xiangsheng, serving at the Jiayi Air Base, says that he has intercepted Chinese J-16 fighter jets in the past. Each new encounter is scrutinized during the post-mission debriefing to improve future performance. The Jiayi Air Base is part of Taiwan's first line of defense, and all F-16 fighter jets stationed there have been upgraded to the latest V variant. Pilots have also been issued helmets equipped with integrated head-up displays. Each one of those helmets costs 12 million Taiwan dollars or 430,000 US dollars. 
Pilots can see crucial flight data in front of their eyes as they are projected on a helmet-mounted display, further integrating the pilot and the machine. F-16Vs have also demonstrated a taxiing maneuver called the elephant walk, during which planes follow each other closely, tail to nose, resembling elephants on their way to a water source. During the exercise, the pilots show off not only their skill and discipline, but also their dedication to defending Taiwan's airspace against intrusions. Tomasz Koper, RTI News. Jianguo Military Village was once Taiwan's largest provisional housing complex for Chinese nationalist forces. However, over time, people vacated the villages and many were left to Mother Nature. Now, one person who grew up in such a community is fighting to save her childhood home. Taiwan military villages are relics from a bygone era. Originally, they were provisional housing complexes for soldiers who retreated to Taiwan with the Chinese nationalists in 1949. They're places teeming with history, but most have fallen into disrepair. Those who grew up in military villages are now looking into ways to preserve their homes. Lu Xiang is one of these people. Here she shows us where she did her homework as a child. Lu grew up in Jianguo Military Village in central Taiwan's Huwei Township. The land this military village occupies was an airfield during World War II. Afterwards, it was converted into the biggest military village in Taiwan. As time passed, people moved out of the village, leaving it at the mercy of the elements. Lu wants to preserve Jianguo Village, fearing that if she doesn't, those who grew up in military villages may forget their roots. Other military villages across Taiwan have been preserved and successfully repurposed. Lu hopes her home village can share the same good fortune. She's applied to have Jianguo Village recognized as a cultural landmark. For Lu, these dilapidated buildings represent much more than history. For her, it's home. Leslie Liao, RTI News. And that just about does it for the news today. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Leslie Liao. Stay tuned for another 50 minutes of English language features brought to you by Radio Taiwan International. Up next is Newsmakers with Tomasz Koper and In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. I'll be back with the news again next week. I'll talk to you again soon.